Hello. <laughs> we are uh, blessed and fortunate to be in the Trace Management Podcast Studio today. Uh, our benefactors, uh, Jason Goss and Luke and Brett, uh, here at Trace Management are an engineering firm for oil and gas, and they have consultants, and they do all the things with the drilling, the completion, the production, the facilities, the drill outs. I mean, if you need anything in oil and gas, Trace can provide it. So we uh, make sure to mention them on the show so they continue to be my uh, best sponsor. And, of course, this all comes because of the oil and gas tailgate party we host every home game in Norman. So if you're out there watching, uh, thank you to all the sponsors and Everybody, please sign up to sponsor and attend oilfieldtailgate.com. Go to the website. Thank the sponsors on there. There's about 80 of them now, all pitching in to host a party in Norman every home game with food, drinks, live music for all of our guests. Sounds horrible. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I think, I think we have uh, wristbands that show us that we have about 600 people file through there. Not everybody's at lunch, you know, right. but as you're coming to Norman, you know, stop by. Have a cocktail and a... You use all the band and all that. I do work very hard at finding local musicians. and uh, Who was that that you had recently? It was someone familiar, I feel like. Well, I had um, my daughter's band came in okay. from School of Rock in Edmond. Oh, okay. And then I had my buddy John Gilmore, who is a, uh, well, now he's like a doctor or something from UCO, but he was a professor, and he's written a book on how to teach people stuff online colleges. Like, he's a really smart guy, but he's a pretty decent musician. Very cool. And uh, his, na- his band name is Johnny Five. Okay. John Johnny Five is alive. Because he's, yeah, he's a nerd like all of us, and he liked that movie back Short Circuit. Thank you. <laughs> if anybody out there is young enough and doesn't know that, you should move on to the next podcast over. Because they, I know. I've never. You've never watched what? Short Circuit. I bet. Oh, it was in it. Man. What year was it made? Uh, Ali Sheedy, right? Yeah, the guy from uh, exactly. Police Academy 2 was in there. Oh. Uh, uh, the, the guy. I remember him. Yeah. Because, uh, because of our fellow... Um, Fellows over here, there might be some short-term memory. Our, our friends from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. There's and anybody out there that'd like to um, donate bottles of whiskey to this podcast studio, we speaking of Kentucky, we'll bring some Kentucky Deluxe. Kentucky Deluxe. I've had that one in here. We've had some good ones. No, that's I mean, not a good one. I'm kidding. What's, what's your favorite brown water? Do you have one? Do you even like bourbon? I um. It's a good make it a good answer. I mean, I like Crown Royal. Uh, okay. Like Coke and lime. I mean, is that be like Weller's probably Weller's? Yeah. There's, I mean, the Canadians have a special, like, they love sweets. I like Jack yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, Canadians grew up on anything to have to come out of a tree maple that's maple syrup. syrup. Right. So they, they've surrounded their their brown water with sweetness. Mm-hmm. And they're sweet people. Yeah, yeah they are very they are. nice. Yeah, they're cuddly. Some of them. They're all, all the Canadians, I feel, are cuddly. I love my Canadian friends. Look at Mark uh, LaRue from Social Octane. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know him. He's big, he's tall, great. beautiful. He's a good <laughs> And Social Octane is uh, somebody everybody out there needs to follow. Yeah, in Madison, great. right? Yep. So, uh, I'm Matt Hill. Introduce yourself. Coca-Cola. Uh, Otter Manning with J.D. Rush Corporation. J.D. Rush. Yeah. Casey. Casey Cox with RK Supply and Pump out of Midland, Odessa. There we go. This, this show is all about uh, highlighting the amazing people of oil and gas who uh, make sure the lights stay on for right. all of the world. Even in the island. Yeah, you're in your own island. Yeah. You're out there busting your hump, doing it all by yourself. It feels like some days. At times. Some days, at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I have a great team, though. You do have a great team. There, there's uh, impossible to do without all the people. That's around. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Behind the scenes, right? Well, so I've been breaking out my own, uh, you know, people that I have. You know, it's like Steve Knight with Night Fire. Mm-hmm. You know, he is an entrepreneur who created Night Fire and a bunch of other businesses and... 
God bless that dude. He employs a crap ton of people. Yeah. You know, who all make a living because of his amazing ideas. Right. But he's been so busy over the years running these companies, you know, a lot of people don't realize, like, this is the guy. And so I force him with mm-hmm. all my might to go, stop whatever you're doing today. Like, you don't have to start one more company today. Right. You know, go with your people. Life. But please come with me to the golf tournament or the clay shoot. <laughs> I'm sure he looks at me like, do you just have fun? I'm like, I do have a lot of fun. But but I think that that's important. I mean, especially the people that are in operations that are making it happen. And sometimes they don't really understand what's involved with us on the sell side. So yeah, I didn't think about that. If you break them out and they come with us, like oh man, you pressed a lot of palms today and met a lot of people. But for me, I just want them to like get out and meet people and like support them and go, hey, everybody that sees me doing the things Mm -hmm. that I do, he's you know the reason. And and like the same thing in Idol Tools, I have Hunter Jones, who's the ops manager over there. Who I, I you know, he's been coming out to events too. Yeah. I'm like, meet Hunter. Anytime you call me and you give me these lists of the <laughs> 50 notepads that I need, well, <laughs> yeah. so I get, the second I get a chance, I text him and call him and email him, and he's the one that actually goes and gets yeah. that done. Right. You know, so our industry is made up by, I don't know how many people we employ anymore. Say we, I mean, it's probably at least a couple million people now, right? Well, we asked oh, okay. million people. And, most of them are completely un- unthanked and unpatted on the back mm-hmm. for all the business that they actually make happen. And what's sad is that oftentimes it's even internally in their companies, they don't get it. So I think us as salespeople, we appreciate our customers, but we, we at times get the opportunity to reflect and thank the individuals who help us. I mean, right. those inside salespeople, those operations managers, the delivery drivers, you know, truck drivers. Dispatchers. Yeah. All, those, all of those things. Sometimes, like you said, it's a thankless job. They're getting paid. Yeah. They, they get the benefits of doing their job, but... Sometimes we understand, we like it whenever a customer comes to us and says, thanks, good job, you helped me out. But oftentimes they don't get that translated to them. Right. You did back-breaking work for eight hours today, sweating in the sun. Oh, and a lot home. of times it's a lot longer than eight hours. Yeah. I mean. yeah. You went home to your wife and kids and took care of them just like we all do. And bear the, our forklift operators. Bear the burden, you know, whatever. And I shouldn't say wife. I mean, you went home to your partner because, man, now, thank God, our industry has you know, and, and you know me, I'm I'm constantly begging women to get into oil and gas. Like we need, we need, uh, we need all hands on deck. Bring bring your uh, bring multitasking. Your, we were talking about. You have multitasking abilities, That's and you I have do. a hey Matt, you're you're siloed, and you're thinking this way. You know, and I care about you, so let me yank your collar. Here's five other ideas you can try to right. make your life better. That's what we do for each other. That's right. Like I never. Even, you know, I didn't realize that Champion was such a sweet brand. Until I got this awesome sweatshirt at TJ Maxx. Yeah, but it's like a, it's like a thing. Like, yeah. It's like a fashion thing. Like, I know. Like, it's come back strong. Like Walmart when we were kids? Yeah, I mean, it, you, it was it was kind of like the thing you didn't want to show up to school in, right? Yeah, now it's like the thing. To oh, yeah, you could like sell that for like 10x right now, like on, on Etsy yeah. or something, right? It's very, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So and you got the cool kicks. Yeah, she's got There's the kick stores on. now that like, yeah. like in me, in my head, like it's a, a Nike shoe. I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's a $1,000 or $10,000. I would never buy a thousand dollar pair but, of Nikes. But you may have had some sitting in a closet in a box. It, it's yeah. my side gig, man. Uh, actually, I'm not sure. No kidding. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people in, in our industry that Yeah, there's a, there's a guy that was in supply chain out in Midland. He was the one I actually got started with him. He and I would talk about it. And he had thousands of dollars of inventory in his yeah, closets. Yeah. Stacked. Stacked. But I, yeah, I've got some shoes that are valued at over a thousand dollars sitting in my, my closet at home that I'm just waiting to sell. It's like, you know, what, what, what can you have that's a commodity that has limited 
availability, and then you can wait until the price continues to go up. Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bitcoin got yeah, smoked. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> digital currency probably got it. So. I don't think I've even opened up the app for Bitcoin or even E-Trade and I don't want to see it for a minute. No. Yeah, like it's it like at the bottom of my Robin Hood. You know, it's yeah. like I don't need to see that. Let me look at the actual yeah. stocks. I want to see all the other things that I have investments in that have done well, like my my EFTs, you know, and and all that stuff. Because I've I've made I've made I've done well on the natural gas and energy side of you know my uh, accounts because I've invested in those. I mean, holy moly! If anybody's watching and not investing in oil and gas, like, what are you doing with your life? Because some of them, I can look right now through like one of the uh, apps that I use. Mm-hmm. Some of them made eighty-five percent this year, seventy-five percent. And I try to diversify, but it's hard not to toss. Like that racehorse right yep. there has done nothing but climb for a year. And I want to put everything in there. Like, yeah, it's so many of them that we see came from bankruptcy, right? And, and look, you know, you, you probably got burned, so you, you may be a little hesitant to invest in something like that. But the model works. You yeah. know that they've got profit. They've got, and then gas continues to go up like this, so why not? And then you also have some that are diversified, and they're doing this carbon capture initiative and other things like that. So it's just like they're double, double down on it. It'd be stupid not to invest in it. We had a, a really good speaker from Continental come in for the API, and they were, you know, they're, Continental's now doing the carbon capture mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and the credits. And, I mean, that's... Close to a trillion dollar industry at this point mm-hmm. is carbon credits being traded. I mean, it's it's fascinating mm-hmm. to see where this ESG stuff is taking people because all these people have this. Oh man, I don't want to beat anybody up, but I mean, you know, really not really to me fact based. Mm-hmm. You know, morals that they're they like. Okay, well, I know you care about the earth and the planet, but also you're going to spend a lot of money on stuff that you don't have to. It's not really, you know, like Alex Epstein, you know, mm-hmm. is, is a good example. He, he gives some great stuff in his book, catastrophizing, you know, the, the, the world's okay. Right. We need more oil and gas more than ever. So if you look at supply and demand, invest in oil and gas because it's not going away. So, so Matt, I, I was talking to somebody the other day because, you know, the whole purpose of ESG is to really make your company look valuable or long-term, you know, for your stockholders. For to yeah. stockholders. So you're trying to do that, but we see less and less people really investing in the industry. And because of it, we're seeing huge amounts of, of, of failures on equipment because they're being tested and pushed to the limit because they can't, because I guess it's the cycle of, You've got the demand for it. They need to fill the, the requirements or what's expected from the operators. They don't have personnel, so they're pushing the equipment to its limits, and they can't replace it, sometimes fix it in a proper manner, and then you end up having breakdowns, and you continue to have the, the challenges that we face in continuing to have production or positive results in after the drilling has happened, right? I think the drilling, I think we're maxed out when it comes to rigs. I, I, so somebody was talking to me the other day, and they said that, one of the operators out in the Permian has 150 rigs, and they're not bringing any more on because they don't have – they've got rigs, but they don't have the people right. to facilitate it. So, the, Yeah, not just the people to be on the rigs, but just to uh, – main, the maintenance people right. around it, all the – I mean – Mechanics and painters and all the things that go – we minimize that stuff, but it, it all is needed. And, and You might have one day that you can't find a welder, right. and that rig's down. Mm-hmm. And how much a day are you paying for that? Boom. Yeah. You know? Along with every other tool and everything else that's out there, every crew, I mean, it, it, it's catastrophic. You can't find fuel. You know, Oklahoma, it's, you know, um, you might not find a cool tubing unit. You know, I mean, oh, Audra, how easy is it to call you up and get a uh, casing, you know, right now? But, hey, tell everybody what you do, by the way. Oh, I, I saw OCTG, line pipe, uh, casing and tubing. Um, 
it's pretty difficult, <laughs> to be honest. Our imports are running behind a little bit. Um, and can you go out in America and go uh, mine ore and get a truck to a, a place and break the rock and the ore apart and melt it down and create tubing in America? How easy is that? I mean, we do that too, but it's just high and more expensive. I mean, yeah, American you know. workers, you know, right. command a little bit more money. Oh, you, by all means, though, the value is there because mm-hmm. of the. Right. Uh, I mean, just metallurgy alone, you can count on. Right. Yeah. You know, we do have standards here that you know we don't know what's coming in from overseas sometimes. Yeah. No. Sometimes we we have a lot of quality ports. I mean, um, some of them have have been slower. You know, like the Ukraine situation and some of the other Saudi Arabia has been a little slow. Um, but the domestic stuff is still is still pretty high. But at least they're busy again. I mean, we're they're pretty much booked up. Yeah, we're seeing the same thing on my side. We we deal with a lot of uh, pipe valve fittings, so materials for the. Uh, production, midstream, you know, completions uh, after everything's being completed. Uh, and I, I had a quote yesterday. We were trying to get lead times on some valves. You know, you're looking at 24 to 26 weeks. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing in a situation like that? So, you know, the, the customer had a, a, pre- a preference when it came to the valve okay, manufacturer. So you, you offer a, a comparative, and that's where you kind of go with the situation that, that Audrey was talking about. You start finding other partners that you are confident in the product that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've proven themselves by with time. And you, you try and bring somebody in that nobody else has so that you can kind of have the advantage. You know, you can go and say, yes, I understand that you want X, Y, Z, and that's great. But I care about you as right. a human being. And, we, and maybe partner. they have a, you know, maybe have a proprietary option yep. for them yep. that someone else doesn't have. Yeah, and that's similar. That's what I, I, I appreciate. RK is a, a, a smaller provider in the PBF world. Um, you know, Midland Base, Midland Moore, um, 19 branches just in the Permian, two here in Oklahoma, one down in South Texas. My goodness. So, you know, when it comes to the difference being a private company is you can buy inventory. You don't have stockholders sitting there wondering why you spent X amount of dollars and you haven't necessarily sold it. So you have it there, but you also you have a little more flexibility when it comes to supply chain issues that you see coming. You can ex, you, you can expedite and, and get things in the in the warehouse to where when those problems start to really arise, you've kind of prepped yourself. And that's something that we've kind of prided ourselves in. And we've brought on, we've actually purchased companies and brought on materials that are specific to us where we don't have to battle because you want groove fittings. Well, we have our own product line, and we are the exclusive provider of it. So if you want it, we've got Comex boxes full of it. Don't worry about going to, you know, the brand that everybody else knows. We've got one that works compatible with that. We've tested it. We've proven it. It's on several AMLs of huge majors. So why do you have to sit there and wait eight weeks or compete with three other distributors that are carrying the same product line when we can offer you something that's the same? But you have to be diverse because right now, if you don't, you're really putting yourself in a corner that you can't fight your way out of. You know, yeah. I, I don't know how we're all going to keep up with. I mean, we we have drilled a tremendous amount of wells, and the and the last time I had some uh, smart guys looking for me just because I was very curious. But you know, I have people in here, and I, I ask questions. You know, like I reach out to people in here, and like, how many wells do we have currently reporting that are online in production? You know, it's roughly one million right. across U.S. land. One million wells are online producing something that we can record and, you know. Utilize. Yep. Oil, natural gas, you know, feeding into, you know, our system. Geothermal and all that? Uh, that's not geothermal. It's just, oh, you're talking about Just oil and gas alone, production online, and however that might be. But immediately you're like, okay, well, there's how many flares are out there then? Or how many, how many tank batteries are on that location? You know, I mean, is that... You know, is there 10 wells on one pad? But there's so many things to start getting granular with. But for you, 
and facilities and then like where's the closest gathering facility and where's this big <coughs> giant tanks out there and how often are they going to have to replace the entire stream casing in those yeah. wells to keep them online the other thing that we're dealing with now and, and yeah, i know we talked about it offhand but you're not just talking about oil and gas now you're talking about the water that's a huge factor now that I think is affecting us, even when it comes down to the tubular uh, side of it. Not yeah, fresh, coated, not fresh water either. Produced, produced water. Yeah, the coated t- tubing is a hot item right now. Because that, <laughs> I mean, wow! Produced water can eat through some pipes so, so fast. So fast. Yeah. One little nick in that, you know, okay. Oh my gosh, it, it's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and even with the options that you have available with poly and flex steel and all of these others. It still doesn't seem like you have enough to, to facilitate all of the needs that you have when it comes to water. I mean, the Permian, it, it's kind of a joke when I was talking to one operator. He said, we really are a water producer that gets that has a by, byproduct of oil and gas. Because most of them produce more water than they're producing actual oil and gas. So Mississippi line. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a tremendous amount of uh, water wells up in uh, northwest Oklahoma yep. where yes. I grew up. That uh, Man, if you guys want some you know water, come on. We, yeah. we got away. Now I do see technologies. You know, I wish Gianni would come in here. But he always, you know, lets me worry that uh, he might not be the best person to say what he feels, but I think he is. And he's got amazing technology, committed water, where they can quickly they pull up a couple semi trucks full of equipment and thousands and thousands of produced water in you know by the barrel, gallon, you know, however you want to measure it, can be cleaned, you know, very very quickly. Mm. Hey, uh, you're trying to. S- Get out of my sight. You better scoot oh, out this bad. way. Oh, I'm sorry. I see, I see what she's up to. Oh, no, I'm just... She's just flexing her champion over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I, I mean, I, I try to you flex You did? You got your dinosaurs on today? Fossil fuels. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not so nifty. I don't have all of... You guys have all the logos going. I just have one solid one. Well, you had on the right sleeve, at least. The left sleeve, but the, the correct sleeve. I, I did that. You know, Audra said she wanted the wall, and I wasn't going to fight with her because it was perfect just from the logo. You know, and even, even the Yeti with the logo. You know, I just have to... You know, we talk about fat. I mean, we need a lot. All of our clothes are made out of oil and gas. Oh, right. Thank God right. for that. Right. I, I love I love it. There's actually people out there that... Uh, are clueless. They have no idea. Well, <laughs> there, there was some Petragonia and North Pratt. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And those two, you know, thank right. you for uh, spouting off about us because now we've adopted your names and changed them to the appropriate. Right. Right. You know, well, well played. I, I just didn't... I never really understood that you're a CEO of a company. And we're in a war with... And you have no idea what your product Every single one of your products is made of right, and you want to attack the people who help that become a thing. But we can't. We, we we don't want to turn the spigot off on them either because right. thank you for buying our product and you do stuff like Chris Wright from Liberty did and like make an award for the right. you know the hey your people in our town that use more oil and gas than most so we're gonna make an award just for you. Yeah, didn't they give one to Leonardo DiCaprio all <laughs> right, back for all his uh, private, <laughs> private jet users? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> just troll the yeah. other side, and that's where like oh man, like I know we're really good at you know energy literacy and education now. We're all doing stuff like this and putting out books and Purdue like Mike Rose coming into town now for the OERB. So we're you know, we're trying to quickly like hey the narrative for a very quick time ramped up and fueled this I mean down our hatred for oil and gas and, and, and misinformed and misinformation. Right. But I think we talked about a little bit about that last time about the hatred and people that are just a little bit uneducated really. I mean if they just That's all it is. It is. It's, it's just, just like hey here's here's the or it's, or it's something that it's scary too. Right, yes. I mean, human beings are very, very wow. easily scared, and we Absolutely. all are. We have children. Mm-hmm. But if you see, like, hey, somebody uh, died brushing their teeth the other day. Right. As a mom, you're like, 
my children can never brush their teeth again. Right. <laughs> Nothing about like these zero to one hundred. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so that's how we all operate. You know, we're like, okay, we'll I have to protect. You know, the people around me and uh, toothbrushes apparently a dangerous <laughs> weapon. So now no one in jail. Yes, yeah. but I mean right. anywhere else, I think it's pretty safe. So there was somebody out there that's like, man, I have this windmill. And I need to make it profitable. And they somehow got a hold of the news channel and make one story about how oil and gas was destroying their windmill mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. And not talked about the hydraulic oil that's necessary <laughs> in order to run it. None right? of it at all. <laughs> and boom, you know, I mean, just like you see all these baby steps. Right. All these baby steps that led to us working hard, doing what we're supposed to do, provide abundant energy to the world. But we look up from our, you know, jobs and are like... Everybody hates us. What happened? What were what what, what, what happened? Yeah, you know it's even interesting. I, I had a, a guy that is in oil and gas, and he we, we I remember going to lunch, and we're passing, and we see numerous Teslas, right, electric vehicles, and it, I was like, would you ever consider getting one? And he said, well, why not? I mean, they use more oil probably to make it than a normal automobile. In addition to the fact that they're burning natural gas to make the electricity to charge it. So, I mean. It's a fun, it fun good. toy. If right. you have a regular vehicle that yeah. gets you around. If you need to go more than 300 miles. It's it's just like the same thing. Yeah, what like, is the one, one charge will go? Yeah, on average, somewhere around 300. Uh, There's so a few like other, gas. I mean, mile range. Yeah, but you can't just go and run and fill it up oh, in five right. minutes and be going, right? You'd have yeah. to sit for 45 minutes. and then you probably, It takes 45 minutes? On a quick charge, depending on how much you oh, want. Right. But you're not supposed to quick charge. So the, like the supercharge station yeah. at the outlet mall, is that considered a fast charge place? Yes. And so yeah. that's not But you actually have to pay that, too. You're not supposed to use it regularly. Regularly, ah. but you do get you you do have to pay. So when you plug in, it's not necessarily free. When you're finished, they say you would just charge twenty bucks for X amount uh-huh. of time to charge. I've never, I've never. I, I don't have that problem yeah. either. I mean, I've got to get a. I use unleaded. Yeah, <laughs> maybe ninety three octane because you have to, you know. Right. But that's about. Why Oklahoma? You, it's yeah. so hard to find ninety three. Really, it's yeah. yeah. You go anywhere in Texas, you get you know you can get jet fuel if you want, but mm-hmm. here they're like I don't I don't know what the I, that's another. I need to go find all those people and find out why that's a thing here. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I have no clue. For all your premium vehicles, because I know Audrey, you probably have a super premium vehicle. How does it burn <laughs> on just eighty seven octane? Right. I've had about 100% gas. I mean... Oh, with no ethanol? I mean, I try, but sometimes it's... Yeah, I mean, obviously, I get better gas mileage on 100% gas versus 10% ethanol, but... You measured that? It's a measurable thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for you. My dad taught me how to do nice. that years ago. Don't get it yourself. Don't <laughs> that's, get it that's, that's a hell of a guy making sure yeah. his daughter knows, right? Don't get it twisted. Okay. <laughs> She's got a spreadsheet every day yeah. that goes in and goes... Uh, here's how much fuel I bought, and here, I, thank you for it's, doing that. It's stuff. probably had a formula built in. She doesn't even have to do it. She just drops it in the amount. No, I, but I was taught how to do that a long time ago. I have a spreadsheet in my house. I mean, I keep Mainly, track of finances and all this stuff. They may, My parents may have, have taught me that to show me how fast I was burning through fuel as a teenager. They were showing me how much cash of theirs that you burn through. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guarantee your dad tracked you on not just the gas, but the mileage. Here's how much I pay for her insurance and her teeth and her friends <laughs> eating my pizzas out of my fridge. And oh, there's a beer missing. Oh, no, 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 there wasn't. I knew better than that. No. Yeah. I, I know that my son, uh, now that he's uh, 26. My oldest mm-hmm. is 26. I'm like, That's wow. So, okay, so Cannon is... Is he four yet? He's three. He three. just turned three. Three, okay. It's a, uh, you know, I like to make sure that every decade is covered by right. a child. <laughs> right. I have a legacy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, you have a legacy, bro. You get to experience all the generations, right? Yeah, and I, I would... I mean, they've all had different dads in each <laughs> decade. <laughs> I mean, no, me... Same man, right. but... Same just, DNA, but just right. like a completely different creature. You know, the first one had a bunch of rules and, you know, all the things, and the second one... Eh, a little 
flexible. And the third one's uh, feral free range. Yeah, just have fun. Yes. Don't, just don't die. Please, just don't die. Right? Yeah. But yeah. Let's go have fun doing it together. Yeah. And that's fine. That's what I try to be everything in moderation a little bit, you know? But were you, were you like Matt said he was with the first one at first with, with Parker? Um, was, was that how you were? You were super, like, conservative? Helicopter Nobody mom. touched her. I you know? it was your first one, helicopter mom. Really? Just I mean, moment. maybe at first. Maybe, like... You found out you couldn't kill it, so it's like... <laughs> maybe, cause I, didn't want, I mean, she has a March birthday, so maybe I just didn't want her to get sick, like, right after she was born. And then after that, I think I was pretty pretty good. I don't remember being too angle about stuff, but... They'll kill, that's us. Also They'll kill us before we kill them, by the oh, way. They bring sure. home diseases. That's, that's why I don't have kids, man. I just Every single time your child will have like a green little snot thing, that's fine for them. They'll, yeah. they'll walk around sniffing, but they will give something to you you've never had before. Correct. And you'll be T-Rexed up on the couch. <laughs> like, what's happened to you? I, <laughs> I can't walk anymore. Yeah. I don't have taste buds. Yeah. I, my skin's peeling off. <laughs> There's, you know, a rash. Yeah. You're like, what? I all of a sudden have eczema. I've never yeah. had <laughs> My hair is falling out. out. My hair fell out. Yeah. Like, guys, if you see me, you know, like, I, there's a progression of, like, hair loss over the years with children, you know, right. killing me. It's all them. Yes. It wasn't DNA at all. Yeah. yeah the gray hairs are going to start coming pretty soon. I mean, she's seven now, so, you know, now we're getting into... Oh, hold on. Being a little you don't have any gray hair? No, she does I, not. I literally may have one, oh. but... She does. And I have no kids, and I'm 40, and I have gray hair. But the yeah. science is there. If you look at every book, there's not any benefit as a human being to have a child for yourself if you're a selfish person. Oh, you call me selfish? <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Well, for the rest of the world, we need brainiacs and, and cool people that want to be market. replaced. You have to replace yourself with you. Oh, gosh. See? Is that a good idea, replace me with... Absolutely. I would say I would need two of you in this world to replace you. Wow. Well, (laughs) it's never too late, by the way, because I'm proof. (laughs) I think I'm going to... Also, you haven't checked Ancestry.com. Oh, I have. Yeah. (laughs) I've actually found out who my biological father was based on... No kidding. 37 years after... I was born, yeah. Thank you, oil and gas, for the power of the internet. Right. This is amazing. Yeah. And I did 23 Me, but I mean, I, I, it wasn't anything I didn't already know, but yeah. Yeah. Casey has wow. What was that like? Um, where did you grow up? So I grew up in South Louisiana, Houma, Louisiana. Houma. There's south. a lot of famous it's oil and gas. Right? Shall we real down south there? It's S-O-U-F? You know? yeah, yeah, south. S-O-U-F. Yeah, we, we, we leave a couple. We leave at least one uh, what syllable? What, one syllable off every yeah. word. Thank you for we doing have, that. Yeah, we, you know, we like to keep it simple. It's just more relaxed, <laughs> you know? It's not day, it's day, you know? Bobby Boucher. Yeah. So, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful, I mean, it's like it's like hearing French. It really is. It's, yeah. It's and, and you know what's funny is, uh, you know, a lot of it's based on that, of yeah, course, right? Your Canadians move down there, so you yeah. know, there's a good thing about the Canadians again. But um, the, the parents usually spoke French, so their kids didn't know what they were saying. So, unfortunately, it got lost. Uh, so, I never picked it up. My mom only knew the bad things, you know? She only... Knew the bad words because she would see the, the repercussions of her parents saying it. You know, it got a chuckle, it got a laugh, and then they repeated it, and the parents were like, don't say that. So they knew that they wanted to say it, right? So I, I never picked it up. It, it skipped a generation. But, yeah, I grew up down in South Louisiana. My dad's a sugarcane farmer. He was a pipeliner before he got into the, took up the family's family farm. But um, moved up here, well, moved to Fort Worth about 13 years ago. Did, did, did any of the other family, had they ever moved to any place else? No. They stay there the whole time. Yes, their world revolves around the yeah. South. That's be- I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it feels like that's an impossible world, you know, now, you know, looking around. But yeah. I, I Gators and yeah. sugar cane. I do gator hunting, you know, hunt fish. That's one thing that I do miss about being down there. I mean, it, it, I literally, uh, every other day I was in a boat 
going bass fishing, and then we'd leave from there once we caught our limit and go red fishing, spec fishing, and then go to a rig. And then by the end of the day, you'd have a boat full of fish. And and if you saw a deer on the way in, you might have threw that in there too, or whatever, you know. Absolutely, but it was it was amazing. But at the same time, man, the, the, they a lot of work, a lot of work. But they've been hit. They've been hit hard by the industry down there, extremely hard. A lot of the companies that were there in Homa, which used to be the hub for offshore, yep. now moved to Lafayette, Lake Charles, all of those other places, just because it, it just it doesn't seem economical. Uh, because of the the risk for floods and the storms, et cetera. But uh, glad moved away from there. Now I get to deal with everything that's on land, um, which is a whole nother world because everything was just going to a port then. Uh, but it was yeah, I, can, I mean, I would not know the first thing about doing anything with offshore. I've never dabbled in any of that. How much, I mean, in the casing, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember a whole other beast. And, oh, yeah. We had, I worked with a guy, and we, he, he was on the, the team for offshore, strictly did just offshore stuff. I mean, because it is, it is a full time one. I mean, if you have one operator that's offshore, yeah. you got to have somebody who mans that 24 7. Well, I was in logistics, is where I started out. So we used to haul a pipe for like JD Rush and all of them. And when you're talking about one well, when you're doing a casing run, you've got 20, 30 trucks. Mm-hmm. That you're delivering because you know you're going in those ultra deep wells. You're doing three to five thousand foot before you get to the to the ground. You're in water three to five thousand foot deep, and then once you do that, then you're going another three five thousand foot plus now uh, and running that out. So it's just as unfathomable to see what what they've got going on out there. Human beings doing all this, and you're talking a well that probably costs somewhere around seventy million dollars yeah, compared to what yeah on land well yeah, but they pay out forever right. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, that, I mean, that's the deal. It's like it's the it's the it's the slower, sure pay mm-hmm. of oil and gas. You know, if you if you can get involved in that, like yep. it's incredible returns, but it's a long way out. Yeah, and here you can flip companies in a couple of years. They, they've uh, they've definitely been challenged with the restrictions. You know, you start talking about Bessie as the the what monitors them offshore when it comes right. to drilling and permits. So after Macondo, it literally flipped the way that they did things in the oil field, and it's even worse. Um, when it comes to challenges because of econ- because of the environmental stance. So, uh, but I mean, just recently we saw that they um, sold tons of acreage or, or leases, I should say. They opened it up. I think it was, I don't know, $1.2 billion worth of leases, if not more. And it just, I remember seeing a lot of decimals. See, I just, sometimes uh, and I look at, you know, you look at uh, the feds, you know, in Washington, and you like, everybody out there, Pay attention. That's mostly theater and rhetoric. At the end of the day, I think most people, you know, are probably in Washington a lot more educated about the mm-hmm. needs of the planet for fossil fuels that are not going to go away anytime soon. And so they have this argument back and forth. It's really good for news and blips on paper, mm-hmm. but they're still going to be like, um, we need, you know, our not only our nation covered for our military because we have to protect our citizens, but police, fire trucks, on and on and on, hospitals. Yeah, open up those wells. Infrastructure. Infrastructure. Build highways and roads. They don't want to, I mean, they don't want a rebellion you know, on their hands. They don't want America to crumble. They, you know, they let some of it slip the past few years. I don't I mean, that was a crazy time in our, all of our lives that uh, we'll never be able to explain to our children. Well, I mean, I've already told Parker, I'm like, this is something you're going to learn about in school mm-hmm. because yeah. they're going to, I mean, it's going to be textbooks by the time she's in high school. Yeah, well, like we had, a, we did have a short breakdown of society oh. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Very, very well, we, we hear about the Spanish flu, so why would you think we're not going to hear oh, about this? You know, right. and, no, and it really it, years ago. it re-evolved, it, it re uh, reinvented the way that we do business. It reinvented the way supply chain. I mean, we're we're starting over in a lot of aspects to how we do business now moving forward. Not just as salespeople, mm-hmm. I think just in general. I mean, everything has been 
kind of flipped upside down, and it's like, okay, let's put the pieces back together and see. We might have to cut and change and maneuver until it gets to where it actually works. Because everybody in our industry is so highly capable of those changes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where one thing oil and gas has you know always been. Um, you know, resilience of is resilience. And malleable to the situation quickly. Well, because we, we're, we're used to the ebbs and flow of the market, right? We see it even on a yearly basis where you have an expectation of it being slower, peaking, and then slowing again. And it, and it may change a little bit, but, but for the most part, we have to we have an expectation that whatever's happening right now, just give it five minutes, it's probably going to change. Something's going to come up, and it's going to affect the way that we're doing business now. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, you know, we see the situation with, with steel because of what's happening in Europe, we, you know, that was just a, that wasn't part of COVID. That's a whole other dynamic that added to supply chain issues and affected us as a whole. And even outside the oil and gas industry, look how it's affected. Mm-hmm. Can you outside of oil and gas? So I look at you know where you grew up and and your mm-hmm. family doing the sugarcane business. Yep. You know, and and uh, all of a sudden I'm like, I want to do a whole podcast on <laughs> oil and gas use in sugarcane. Right. You know, like, in farming, uh, yeah. farming, because you have pesticides, herbicides, tractors, all of the equipment. I, it was funny. My per acre, let's yeah. just break it down to that. Can yeah. you tell me per acre what a sugarcane, you know, facility and all all the way through the whole process, how much oil and gas it uses? Oh man, it's, right? I mean, it's like yeah. I, I mean, how many I, acres do they have? My dad now is uh, right around a thousand acres, but at one time my grandfather had two thousand. Yeah. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of land. Yeah, and it seems like he's doing it with less and less people. Right. You know, now now but more but more production. Automation. automation. Yep. He uses combines, so now instead of cutting a whole stalk, he cuts it into six to twelve inch stalks. And you know, right now he's planting cane. So he literally has seasonal workers who come in and labor hands that come in, and he houses them for probably three months. And they come in and they actually get behind the tractor, and he he uses sometimes automated. Um, uh, trailers that roll and spit out the cane, and then they kind of kick it and keep it in the rows. But a lot of times, he's got three guys sitting there behind a, tra- a tractor pulling stalks of cane and laying them in the row to make sure that he gets the proper coverage. And he called me the other day, and he said that in in a week, he did a hundred acres. They planted a hundred acres. Can a farmer in America still make money and support a you know family? Yeah, they can, but it, it does present challenges, especially depending on what you're farming because of subsidies and different things like that. The sugar industry is not what it used to be because you have so many other places that are producing sugar. Different kinds of sweeteners. Yeah, beet, um, all of these different ways that they can produce sugar. In a lab that's like 10 times sweeter than a sugar cane. Yeah, you're getting Splenda and, you know, all of these stevia. You're getting it from some plant leaf instead of from cane. Uh, But it, it is an interesting, you know, it's not like it was like my grandfather was doing 20 years ago even. Um, but it, there is still a living to be made. My dad says, what else am I going to do? And also we can farm out all across the world our needs from farms that, mm-hmm. you know, hey, guys, if you want to look at the environmental movement, uh, you put a bunch of regulations and restrictions on Americans and corporations farm out all the things we need and want in America. We're, we're a consumer society. We're mm-hmm. going to get it. Now we're getting it from a country that either, you know, they might be, you know, enemies of America or they might have less than ideal or really bad situations for their workers, and they use pesticides that we don't allow in America. On and on and on. There's just threads yeah. of all that stuff. When you when you talk about that, I mean, go to the grocery store and pick out. Even it doesn't matter if it's organic, whole whole foods, whatever. You go in there and pick up just the, from the vegetables and the fruit out, and look at the package and see where it comes from. Because probably less than half, definitely, comes from another country. Because you know, while we have great 
we have great uh, places to grow stuff, seasons change, and people want what they want when they want it. It doesn't matter. So you're getting stuff from the southern hemisphere, like Chile and other places like that. So I can buy strawberries for my child in the middle of January. Exactly. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Because that sometimes that, that's what they're going to eat. That's all they strawberries, and like I'm not eating anything else. Fine. Yeah, you're three. By all means, just put food in your body. Right. <laughs> just sustain yourself. I just need you not to gripe and complain. Sometimes. I think like a day ago, the only thing like somehow he got a hold because he could reach into the pantry. Mm-hmm. And he got himself a can of pork and beans. Nice. Oh, that's hilarious. And that was it. That's all. Uh-huh. It's like, that's not what you're eating tonight. Oh, yes, yes. it is. Right. I will give up. Stick that yeah, stuff you on win. the stove. <laughs> <laughs> beanie beanies, right? right? I mean, that that's day. delicious. And also... So, like, baked beans with pork in it? Is that what you wanted? Have you ever had a can of pork and beans? Shoot. I mean... What? I, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, probably. You've had beanie weenies, right? Oh, well, yeah. I've had pork and beans from a can sitting over a fire. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, well, no. no. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> it's probably more like Leonard Skinner's or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah there's some pre-bird in there. But anytime there's anything canned, you can also grab like uh, peas and carrots right. and green beans mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and you can dump it in there, and that sauce, that gravy, covers all vegetables up where children don't see it. And so they're still both if it's green, yeah, you know, yeah, you cannot have a green color in a child's bowl. No. You cover that with some kind of sauce. They don't know. Right. <laughs> Shredded cheese was how I got. Oh, well played. Not anymore. She's smart. You know, she she got wit. It's good. If anybody, if everybody doesn't know, if you buy shredded cheese from a grocery store, shred your own. Go buy a block of cheese. Agreed. Hey. Agreed. It's way better. Do not look at those ingredients. It's I had no idea how much shredded wood pulp is in a yeah. bag of that. And you know why, right? Ew. Okay. Yeah, it keeps it from caking yep. together. Like yeah. all those little great all those little pieces of cheese. Yeah. That no, don't it's but no, but they have they have yeah, actual like you said. If you see it's a oh, what's it called? Um I, I forget. So whatever the first ingredient the first I mean fresh. The first ingredient is shredded. Uh, wood pulp in in bags of cheese. It doesn't say it. They call it you know something else. Yeah, it's got a real scientific name. Yeah, it sounds like oh, that's innocuous. It yeah. sounds like oh, that's that's probably healthy. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I agree. I don't want to eat a tree though. Go buy me a block of tillamook and let me shred mm-hmm. it. Boom. Nothing tastes better than that. No, no. no. that is okay. Well, now never mind. Watonga cheese, of course. Watonga is from Oklahoma, so yeah. here we like to buy, buy local. Well, I, I don't know if I can really get that at the Kroger in Fort Worth, right? Man, you guys yeah. do have Kroger's. Well, yeah. You guys have HEBs and Kroger's. Yeah, the, I just somebody, one of my customers sent me in Frisco. They opened up the HEB, and they literally had a line of 1,500 people wrapped around the building outside. I said, are they giving groceries away? Is that why they, you know, Midland has an HEB, and the people, they go there because that's all they have. They it's a great HEB, and I go there. Oh, I, I hit that place, and I can. The one off Andrews Highway? Oh, yeah, 250, yeah. yeah. Because I, I can right there. I can uh, meal prep for however long exactly. I'm down there, exactly. and I'm like, I'm I'm set. I'm I've got an. And HD. if you're doing, a, I mean, you t- do you haul your cooker all the way down there, or do you have a guy out there with the cooker? Uh, I mean, half cooker will travel. Right. Anytime I can go cook for someplace. While you travel, I I have that question, I guess, for both of you guys. When you travel, are you staying in Airbnbs or hotels now? Um, Uh, Casey has now got me on doing one of those Airbnb deal because. I've done both. I mean, it just depends. Like, if I can, like, if I know somebody else is going to be somewhere Mm -hmm. and, like, hey, I'm going to be down there this week, you're going to be down there this week, I'd much rather Airbnb it then. Right. Well, we've got individuals like economically, Jamie. though. Yeah, say Janie. Yeah, I'm mayor of Midland. We love you, Agreed. Janie. Yeah, you're, you're the best. <laughs> yeah, that's. I took to stay, you know. James Nelson? Yeah. Oh, yes, nice. Usually stay at one of her places, you know, shoot our message, and she says, yeah, we could go direct or we could go through Airbnb, whatever it is, you know, but whatever it is. great places, comfortable. 
she went so far as buying a pot for me so that I could make etouffee. No, he does a yeah, he does a lot. There's of a very specific etouffee pot, you know, pot. Yeah, yeah like it's the most It has to have the shape right. and it's uh, all the oh yeah. yeah. So she specifically went and got it. She well, it was funny. She said she sent her husband out right to go get it, and he's like, "Why do we need a pot this big?" And she he got the small one, and she said, "No, go back and get the bigger one." She got the bigger. He, he got, got the bigger. the room, man. Yeah. And then he finally decided after he's like, "You know what? These are good pots. I think we want to get some too." So. <laughs> She said, if you just would have followed directions the first time, life would have been a whole lot easier for everybody. But. I was so fortunate early on in my oil and gas career, and I and I was a pretty good cook. My dad was a good cook. You know, we grew up farming, ranching, oil and gas, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I, I learned to cook with really great chef men, right? Who We loved food. Everybody loves food. And, and oil so, field guys. They like the, we love good food. And, and we like gravies, and we like all the all the stuff that sticks to your party. I need right? calories, yeah. and I need it. You know, yeah. uh, so that goes good with something in a cup. Oh man, I'm gonna be so hungry as soon as we leave here. Yeah, probably going Cajun food, which we don't really have a great yeah. one here in Oklahoma. I know the shack closed. It's a bummer. I was, oh no, 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 no you go to Brent's. Brent's is uh, is yeah, Brent's is a Brent's Cajun Edmund, fantastic. Well, if I would have known, yeah, I actually, I could have just cooked that at today last night and brought it. I know. See, that's the difference. Oh, man. I'm sorry. That's, we'll do that next time. Yeah. Well, we should have a cooking show in here. We bring. Okay. We'll have like a cook-off of A2Phase, all for my benefit, because I'll, right. I'll, I'll definitely need more so pounds. So, Casey, on maybe another Louisiana person? Moby. You bring Moby. Compete. Yeah. There's a, there's a few here that yeah. we love to cherish. And it's instead of man versus food, it's Matt versus food. Yeah. That's exactly what I told you. Yeah. I have to run this all off in the, uh, you know, gym get, tomorrow. get close to 50 and like everything is like a decision now what I eat. It's not like, yeah. oh, that looks right. delicious. Like that's a decision. Yeah. That's what, a, how, what do I, what do I, that's another mile. It, it's like, like whenever you were a kid, your parents told you, you know, this is how much it costs. This is how many hours I have to work. So now when you eat, you do that, you just calculate. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do how many minutes on the treadmill? How many? No, it's not worth it. It's not no, worth I got it. lucky, and the the uh, company I worked for at the time, HP Rental, sent me up to go build this giant man camp at the top of Peons Creek mm. in Colorado, and I mm. got there, and all of my hands were uh, from Louisiana. Oh, poor you get because HP Rentals is out of Lafayette, that area. Yeah. So every day there was four meals a day that those guys were making at all oh, times. Wow. There was a pot. Of something amazing. Oh, so rough life so, you had there, man. I'm sorry. And I threw everything I thought I knew about cooking out the window. I was like, "Whatever you're doing is the right way to do it." And now I will learn. Teach me. I am your. I am your. Uh, Adam one. Thank you. No nerd out. <laughs> so, so you learned about the Holy Trinity from Louisiana, absolutely, right? and how to make a roux oh. and different kinds of roux. Like you can use oil fat. You can use butter. You can use yeah. duck fat. You can use anything as long yeah. as it's oily and you can stir it in a pot long enough with the right kind of flour. <laughs> it's good stuff, and a, a good roux is a, it's a, it's a it's really a skill to make yeah. a good roux because I like you it, have to have patience. I like it this close to like yeah. almost burnt. Yeah, yeah, one more second, yeah. and it's too dark. Yeah, it's it's I, I and it's horrible whenever it goes that one second over. And that's time. fine. That's how you learn. That's like the first time you know, the, and they all giggle. They're like, "Oh, you burned the crap out of that one, Matt." Like. Okay, no problem. No, let's start it over. I'll start it over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it this time, and then it becomes like that nutty, like mm-hmm. just like, oh man. But see, that, that's the reason I ask because you know you think about this. What's the the cost, right? Everybody's trying to manage cost, and I think about if if I think I've got it from a few different people that are out in West Texas, but rent a house or Airbnb, invite a dozen people over, sit there, have some drinks. Have some food. Everybody kind of bring a little something. And what do you gain out of that compared to going sit with maybe four people at a at a, a dinner at a restaurant? And you, you end up with a lot more contacts. Yeah, a lot more networking. And and I think you just gain more out of it. So that's why. And, I, and it's same friendship. Like Midland is, you know, 
It's, 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 it's our people all the time wanting to be together. So yes. you don't, and it's, I don't know, not, you don't see as many people like on social media maybe down there, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like noticeable a little bit because they're actually together doing something together. They get to, they get, they want to go out every night yeah. and, and go network. And I, I mean, no small part to the, the rock down there, of course, you know, given what it does, but also just that community of like-minded people going, Hey, let's go out tomorrow and produce as much energy as possible. And I need all of you to do it with me. So mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent beyond behind networking. Yeah. I think it's, it's important. And I don't think, I don't think there's another industry that has a, a closer knit community or network. Uh, because, I mean, I'm a Louisiana boy. I come up to Dallas-Fort Worth. I immediately get introduced to one or two people, and then it just blossoms into I don't know how many. And then you go out to West Texas. Five people are going to grab your neck and go, I need what you've yeah. got right. yeah. tomorrow. And then you go out to West Texas, and you run into another need, guy. I need all the casing J.D. Rush has to offer yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's it's great because. I have a list for you, too, by the way. To, you know, yes. Casing you need. To yeah. If, if you've got line yeah. pipe needs, you, you can send those over. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did Mark call you after he got the phone with me today, by the way? He was going to. He needed. Uh, That's right. I'll talk to you after that. Yeah, okay. Man, it's just we're doing business while we're doing fun. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. I mean, I've, I've, we've got, we all three of us have 50 phone calls to make right after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of us, I think, look at our phones, phones, right? All the people are calling us for the thing. So I'm going to get, I'm going to. And we're not even live, man. I mean, imagine I know, but look, live, we man. did a whole podcast, Audra. In 58 minutes, we have all the, all the stuff we. Did we, we talk about enough, you think? Never enough. Never enough. This is a oh, this is going to be a mini series. Okay. Yeah, you're, honestly, you guys are always welcome to be my co-hosts, and we can just bring some other sucker in here to yeah. sit down and. That sounds like a blast. But you get to be our wardrobe manager from now on too. Yeah, oh, you got to okay. buy champion for all of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. If we could like, if we could next, get sponsor next Max trip, I will champion. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> champion oil and gas. Oh yeah. Hey, there hey, you go. Is there one out there? There's got There are some I mean, brands. I've yeah. Champion, like Champion X and a few yeah. others, but I don't know if there's a Champion oil and gas. Well, I would say, so Bulwark is a good example yeah. of people we should support because they were part of that company that owned, was owned, that, uh, there's a bigger company that owns North Face, right? Mm-hmm. And Bulwark was part of them. And it seems like as soon as that, that one of their companies came out against oil and gas, that mm-hmm. company's like, hey, uh, whoa, 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 we are full on, well, we, we, we do work clothes for men and women out right. there. Right. Doing, you know, so they're, they're out of that, you know, big conglomerate, you know, and it seems like that's the kind of companies like, Hey, we stand behind, you know, workers of America and the world. So don't be woke, go broke, enjoy right. yourself, but we're out on that. Right. Here but champion, if you'd like to be part of that community, <laughs> that's right. Please, I mean, <laughs> or don't do it. Trace, or there's some local whiskeys that we yeah. like. You know, I mean, we got TX now in Fort Worth. I mean, we we, we need to get some of them. TX is a delicious beverage, isn't it? Very pourable. You know what? I'm gonna bring a bottle next time. I come TX is a yeah. We have us. Yeah, there's there's many 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 that we like to support, but mostly because they probably support us in yes, so many right. ways. Like mostly therapy. <laughs> I don't need to pay a therapist. That's I have true. <laughs> I have my back porch and my wife to come out and say, you've had enough. And a good, and a good sun, a sunset, man, or wow. like a Texas-Oklahoma sunset. I'm a nerd, too. I, I read about this thing called earthing. Oh, yeah. You take your shoes off and you go walk. In the morning. Mm-hmm. You talk about you get out of bed earlier. Guess what? If you, because I have to like, and you were like, oh, I panic, right? No, at 530, I'm up. 
There's just a time. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I set an alarm, but I wake up. You don't But but do you do you attach yourself to the earth? You go earthing. You go and walk barefoot outside on no. the dewy grass. No. You need to try it. You need to try. It. Here, it's very therapeutic. I haven't done it myself. It's the only one. So I. I you do this every morning. Yeah, it's so nerdy. I don't care, but it works, right? So I go out. It works to do what? I go get my coffee. Okay. Okay, have a little cup of coffee, and then I go outside, but I, I want to see some sunrise. Okay. So the sun hits your eyes, you're barefoot on your you know, lawn. <laughs> you have to. So it's a natural thing in your body, but if you stretch your arms and take a deep breath, your whole body releases all the things you need for yourself. And so I do uh, intermittent fasting. You left all this. I'll do, no, I'll do it in my backyard. I don't know that I can go out in the front yard. All my neighbors. If you do it in your front yard, uh, there's going to be like, we're all coming over. Crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're just kidding. No. <laughs> there, there's, this, there's the sunrise, though, at your house. That's it is in the front yard. Yeah, so there you go. same thing on mine. But I'm telling you, your your body doesn't even need breakfast, first of all. That's all. Like, that's a something that somebody made up on TV, right? But... If your Wheaties, you don't need your You don't need any of that stuff. It's bad for you. Okay. Your body naturally produces everything you need until about noon. And then once you get hungry, then you can eat, you know, like mm-hmm. a healthy meal. But you stretch your arms, take a deep breath, your body releases all the things, you see the sunrise, you're set for the day. Matt, even if you're hungover. I, I, I have a, a regimen. It's like I have this, you know, routine in the morning. I, that's I, that's my that's my goal moving forward. I'm going to do it's, that. It's weird. I'm going to go and even if I'm, you know. I'm going to make sure that my shoes are off. I'm going to go outside. And There's science behind it, I'm sure. And I read somebody that actually knows why it works. And sometimes I'm just like, you know what? It works. I don't even care. You, you don't need the explanation. If it makes you feel better, that's really yeah. all that matters, right? Yeah. And there you go. you got fresh air in your lungs. And maybe it's the country kid in me from, you know, yeah, the Yeah. Come I'll on. You're dunking. It didn't yeah. get any more country. I'll have to try it. Yeah. Know. Even if it's like your champion socks have a hole in the big <laughs> If your big toe touches that long and borrow from your champion self, that's a work. That's enough. Okay. Well, you're, you're literally, you don't need a whole recharge. That's true. I don't have any great champions. I don't usually sleep with socks unless it's wintertime, but um, I'm going to try it. There you go. Now, especially while it's still warm. Now, in the middle of the wintertime, I don't know. I, I think that would really wake you up. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, there you have it, everybody. Okay. The uh, the Talking Energy Show brought to you by uh, Oilfield Tailgate in the Trace Manager Podcast Studio. With our host, Matt Hill. Go down the room one more time, just in case. Otter Manning with J.D. Rush Corporation. And Casey Cox with RK Supply and Pump. Man, thank you guys so much. Thank you. For, thank you for having us. Now people watch this. We have recipes. We know about sugar cane. We know about... Yeah. Casing and tubing and oil Bows, offshore and on land and yeah. all that fun stuff. I can't wait until we see what the response is going to be. All of the negative comments that we have in our... And, and on LinkedIn, everybody's very supportive of people. Yeah, I'm not good energies. Well, so we have about 15 people in different parts of the world that watch us. Really? And they bring their uh, dogs and animals, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Well, we're not going to disappoint anybody with this episode. Then. No, All not right. a bit. Never again. Sounds Thank good. you again, Matt. We appreciate it. Thanks, appreciate y'all. Take care. God bless you.